0: thanksgiving is just two days away and the soy complex seems to be in the middle of a weather market we'll get the latest outlook for brazil and argentina and it is past time to catch up with our favorite news and policy junkie on the extension of the farm bill the emergency relief program solar panels and more from two days to
1: turkey day tuesday via farm journal broadcast this is agri talk this morning we'll begin with a conversation with kirk Hins from bam wx then it's pro farmer's own policy og jim wiesmeyer for a dc update and directly following the news karen bonert from farm journals milk i'm the handsome newsman davis michelson now here's the host of agri talk Jeff
0: All right, Davis. Hey, I just want you to know that a listener, a regular listener, mm-hmm. uh, sent me a note and paid you a huge compliment. Is that right? Huge compliment. Yeah. He was uh, re-watching WKRP mm-hmm. in Cincinnati with, right. the, with the turkey drop. <laughs> okay. And he says, you know, I know who Davis reminds me of now. It is Les Nessman." <laughs> well i contend
1: that Nessman is newsman without the w
0: that's that is exactly right i think that's right. how they
1: came up with this character's name so darn right you know Les and i are basically like second or third cousins i think somehow
0: i'm not <laughs> well, sure how you, it works it, it, you might be the same character I'm i'd not... have to check the broadcast res- uh, registry <laughs> you know <laughs> Someone's got this
1: all sorted out.
0: Oh, welcome to AgriTalk. Talk. <laughs> I'm Chip. That is Davis the newsman, Michael. Well, and thanks for the heads up
1: anonymous listener. I appreciate that. That's funny. <laughs>
0: That's good. We got to go back and take another look at the uh, famed turkey drop.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who
0: knew they couldn't fly?
1: You're saying they can't?
0: <laughs> Maybe we should find out. <laughs> 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 Oh, my goodness. Uh, Wiesmeyer, where's he been?
1: We got him. I don't know how you got him. I don't know where I, he's been.
0: I'm not exactly sure how we got him either, but he's going to be back for the second half of the show today. We've got a lot of ground, a lot yes. of ground that we need to cover with Jim. Um, and including, like I said, solar panels. He's mm-hmm. he's picking up some attitudes about solar panels uh, as he as he makes his way around the country to different events. And we'll find out the bottom line of, of what he's getting there. And we'll get to the bottom line of this weather forecast and uh, for South America uh, because America. it is obviously having an impact on the way that the soy complex and the rest of the grain markets are trading right now. All right. Let's get to the U.S. weather. What do you
1: got? Yes, we'll start with domestic weather from the National Weather Service. Active weather is expected to impact pre-Thanksgiving travels for much of the United States east of the Mississippi River, but should exit the East Coast just in time for Thanksgiving. Severe weather threat will progress from west to east across the central Gulf states into the southeast. Heavy rain is expected to move through the interior mid-Atlantic tonight with some snow and freezing rain over interior New England into Wednesday. Snow is forecast to develop over the northern Rockies to the northern High Plains, and that should begin on the Thanksgiving holiday, Chip.
0: Yeah, it's a mess out to the east right now. It really is, yeah. Yeah, and down along the the, uh, Gulf Coast, of course, that's going to create some issues for what is expected to be a record Thanksgiving travel day coming Mm -hmm. up tomorrow. Well, in October 2023, the United States saw a 4.1%
1: month-over-month decline in sales of previously owned homes. This figure represents the lowest level since August 2010 and falls below the expected rate. The housing market continues to face challenges due to a persistent lack of inventory and the highest mortgage rates in a generation. The medium price for existing homes uh, of all types in October, Chip, Three hundred and ninety one grand, marking a three point four percent increase compared to october twenty
0: twenty two. Yeah, the housing prices just don't seem to be giving much of the inflation push back, do they? Mm
1: -hmm. Nope, not at all. Well gasoline prices are expected to be the most affordable they've been for Thanksgiving since twenty twenty. Here's some good news, mainly due to prolonged decline in gas prices over the past two months. As of Monday, the average price per gallon stood at 3.31, marking a 25 cent decrease from the previous month. However, Chip, the downward trend in gas prices may be short-lived um for a variety of reasons, Chip. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on to this and then we'll talk okay. about that. There is growing uncertainty surrounding the Biden administration's EPA issuing a rule this year on how it will manage renewable fuel credits for electricity generated from renewable sources. Used to power electric vehicles. A political report suggests the agency may not propose this rule before the 2024 elections. That's probably wise, Chip.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and how in the world are they going to track this? Electricity from a renewable source uh-huh. used exclusively in an EV. Mm-hmm. How do you track that? Well gets In
1: the world where we power all of our cars and we charge them using wind power and solar power, Yeah, yeah. there I can see. But we're not there. We're not we're there. Not. Russia has reduced its seaborne crude oil exports to the lowest level since August, ahead of a crucial meeting of OPEC plus oil ministers. During this meeting, there will be a strong emphasis on assessing compliance with production cuts. And there you see the risk to uh, higher gas prices. Yes, U.S. natural gas futures currently trading around uh, 290, marking the lowest levels in the past two and a half months. Several factors contribute to this situation, including ample storage levels, record high production, and decreased demand. Uh, and finally here, Chip, Chinese imports of soybeans from Brazil up 71% from the prior October. Meanwhile, the U.S. share of Chinese imports of soybeans shrank from the same time last year, Chip.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Davis. Let's bring in Karen Boner, Boner editor okay. of Farm Journals Milk. Good morning, Karen. How you doing? I'm good, Chip. How are you? Doing real fine. Hey, big week next week. It's going to be you, me. uh. A bunch of dairy producers, industry experts in Vegas for the Milk Business Conference. Are you ready for it?
2: Oh, yeah. Ready or not, here we come, right? Yeah. So Milk Business is just a good, I, I think it's kind of like a family reunion. Um, you get a lot of uh, reoccurring people who've been there before. But mm-hmm. we have some new faces coming. And another thing that's new, Chip, is our Milk Business Award winners. It's the first time yeah. we're offering this. Um, they'll receive the awards, of course, but they'll also be able to sit down with me and talk about how they're help, able to help drive their dairies from going from good to great, if you will. And so I'm sure they'll have a lot of takeaways that other dairies can take back to their farm and implement. And that's really what we want to do is is kind of have some type of stickiness, if you will, something that yeah. dairies can take away and, and take back to their operation.
0: Yeah. This is one of my favorite meetings because of the amount of time that is provided and the amount of time that is used by the attendees to network and to learn from each other, Karen, it's absolutely fantastic.
2: It is. I mean, I think obviously we want to have stuff up on stage that their knowledge base and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the real um, takeaway is the networking opportunities. Uh, a lot of times, farmers don't get off the farm as much as they would like. An mm-hmm. opportunity to kind of uh, you know understand that other producers from other areas of the of the United States are still dealing with the same challenges that they're dealing with, but. All, all, also that they're able to like embrace opportunities as well so you kind of feel less alone and more unified uh to to tackle you know the year ahead
0: right right
2: and i'll admit i am looking forward
0: to the darty
2: (laughs) the darty right Little fun. yeah Yeah. (laughs) we we'll, (laughs) we'll have a fun time around the pool and we'll be able to talk everything dairy with you chip
0: exactly sounds good thank you karen appreciate it see you soon you bet darty it's a dairy party. Get it, Davis? A darty? A
1: darty. I'm going to go yeah. write that down in my dairy right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hurry back because we're going to have a conversation with the Kirk kids from BMWX.
3: This fall, help your dry fertilizer grow farther with Titan XC by increasing the availability of applied nutrients titan xc makes your dry fertilizer program more efficient and effective meaning you can increase your yields while keeping money in your pocket ask for titan xc on your dry fertilizer today and grow farther next season available exclusively from nutrient ag solutions contact your local nutrient ag solutions crop consultant for more information always read and follow label directions
0: moving day A walk for Parkinson's is happening around the country more than just a walk. Moving Day is a fun experience that unites the community in the fight against Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's doesn't stop, and neither will we. So let's get moving. Join the Parkinson's Foundation to learn more and register for an event in your area at
3: movingdaywalk.org. That's movingdaywalk.org
4: the Port of Grace Harbor exports about 3 million tons annually. And the expectations are with the expansion that we'll be growing that by about a factor of two. So looking at potentially 6 million tons in the years to come. The United Soybean Board is behind rebuilding the infrastructure system across the United States because it helps us to be more reliable on air infrastructure, moving the soybeans from the farm down to the final customer. As we have increased economies of scale for export and improved infrastructure for bringing soy to elevators and soy meal from the elevator to the port, investment towards that all means dollars back in farmers' pockets. Learn more at unitedsoybean.org.
5: Hello?
2: Man, where are you? I thought
5: you were coming. I can't.
6: I'm in bed with the flu. <laughs> the
5: flu? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd sir. Man, I'll call you back.
6: Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org.
1: Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council.
3: This is Andrew McCray, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com. Your next piece of equipment is on machinerypeat.com. Search equipment from dealerships across the country to find what you're looking for only on machinerypeat.com.
0: All right, welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. Glad that you're with us on this Tuesday morning. Kind of, we didn't talk about this with Davis, but it's kind mm-hmm. of a kind of a cool, chilly, gloomy kinda of morning. Yeah. Yeah,
1: 45, yeah. overcast, yeah. yeah, very oatmeal-y outside, I would call it.
0: Yeah, that is exactly what I had for breakfast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, well, that explains it. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, man, it does. Man, we are
1: in tune, my brother.
0: Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it is not this way in areas of Brazil because there may be some scattered showers around, but it the, the temperatures seem to be staying very hot in some key areas, uh, key bean-growing areas of Brazil. Let's find out some of the details right now. Kirk Hans, meteorologist and president of business development at abamwx.com. Good morning, Kirk, buddy. How are you?
7: Good morning, guys. Good to be back. Uh, thankful to be on here for sure. We're doing excellent.
0: Yeah, excellent. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. This bean market is chopping around. It tells me that the weather outlook is is getting um, a little unpredictable for areas of Brazil. What's the latest? Uh, and, and if you yeah. would, start – well, I'll just let you start wherever you want to. What's the latest?
7: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong for sure. And, you know, we're, we're really getting into a key part of the growing season there as well. And the issue really has been the consistent hot and dry, specifically for central Brazil. You're hearing key words like Mato Grosso, Goiás, Mato Grosso, de those are the key soybean areas uh, where the major growing areas are in in Brazil, and we've just been consistently significantly above normal in temperatures, as you just alluded to a, a minute ago. We're talking about the equivalent of already ninety five, one hundred and five plus degrees in those areas consistently, and and, and just like you know thirty twenty five percent of normal rain or less consistently. So Jeez. we're we're talking about going on over a month and a half now of of these kind of conditions. We are getting a little bit of scattered rain today through. Through I would say about Friday or Saturday, but again, keyword on scattered half an inch, inch and a half, with the heat still continuing. Uh, not as warm, but it will be even warmer. Just just mm-hmm. like exactly what we've been in over the past month and a half, going yeah. forward into next week and beyond. So, basically, the story in a nutshell is is rains well below normal, temperatures well above normal, and it's been a really consistent trend. You know, I would say all the way from October to where we are now.
0: Holy smokes! And and the thing about this is in in here in the US, if we go through a dry period, we can rely on soil yes uh, you know, on moisture yes. stored in the soil. That that really doesn't happen much in no central Brazil, does it? Correct. Yeah.
7: You you are spot on. There is a major difference in the type of soil. Whereas, you know, we have that clay kind of soil that's able yeah. to retain you know, basically retention of water for longer, whereas this was previous rainforest. So you know, a lot of similar areas to, to peat moss or, or just just sandier soils, essentially. Yeah. So that's why normally historically they're, they're getting three to six, four to eight inches of rain per week into the heart yeah. of the growing season there. Some of those locations in the United States may get that in a month. So right. when you take away that, that beneficial rain source there and you don't have good retention of soils for moisture, uh, that's why, it's, that's why the, the crop is escalating so quickly is because there's no moisture in it. Right.
0: For sure yeah yeah in a lot of the places uh, they can get an inch of rain overnight and be planting beans by noon easily uh, absolutely easily. Ab- so plus
7: the heat like you mentioned the heat
0: too right right um planting the bean crop has been happening for a while They're, they've gotten up to yep. about 70 percent of that bean crop is planted but the uh there's another 30 percent to go and and yeah. It's getting to be decision time as they look at yeah. that hot and dry forecast. Yeah, they're yeah. making a decision not only on one crop but on two crops because if they go forward Absolutely. with their with their bean planting, they're probably saying they're not going to plant a, a second crop of corn when yeah. that bean crop yeah. is harvested. Right.
7: Absolutely, it it is no doubt about it affecting the the potential for the Safrina second crop corn crop there as well because the later we push it we have to rely on the season almost extending a little bit longer as we go into May, even into June for that second crop, the Freena crop. And the, the issue is, and, and you could look at widespread, stronger El Ninos as we get in that timeframe, a lot of times that, that monsoonal season ends quicker, quicker than yeah. normal. You know, whereas normally it's June by the time it shuts off, a lot of those years like 2015, 1997, those stronger El Ninos, they, they shut off quicker. And so that right. could be a risk to watch Uh, for that corn crop to a shortened season, just just because of where we are with the soybeans.
0: Right. Okay. Take us to the southern part of the country where it's been just the opposite.
7: (laughs) It is about as opposite as humanly possible. In fact, some of those areas, you know, your Rio Grande de your Piranha, Santa Catarina, Sao Paulo, some of those areas in the heart of that area have seen the direct opposite. 20, 25, 30 inches plus of rain in the past 30 to 40 days. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's incredible rain. That's amount that some locations in the U S get per year that they get in one month. So it has been excessive rain. Some areas getting multiple inches every single day. So it has been about a direct opposite as possible uh, that you can get there in Southern Brazil for sure. And that's also contributing to, you know, widespread replant in those areas.
0: Right. Right. Some planning delays and replant in, in Southern Brazil, Argentina. It uh, sounds like they yes, have sir. finally started to get some of the rains that they need. Yeah, yeah
7: they, they have. Uh, good timely rains there. Now, that doesn't take away from the lack thereof in the subsurface. However, the good news for Argentina, it hasn't been hot. It's been consistently average or cooler than normal, and we've gotten timely rains, half an inch to two-plus inches you know, per week. And the good news for them is historically, and all the data and everything else agrees going forward, is we will continue to see, or maybe even an uptick, and the consistent rain signals there going forward. So of all areas in South America, Argentina, I think, is going to be the breadwinner, I
0: would say, okay. over the next couple months. Okay. All right. You've already mentioned this, but uh, we're talking about El Nino weather patterns down there, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
7: Yeah. I and, and what's interesting, too, Chip, is the warmest part of El Nino, which is in the eastern part of the basin, it's called Enzo 1.2, is is still the hottest in Enzo 3, which is right budding up right across South America. So that's what we call an eastern base El Nino. In fact, with the temperatures of waters there, you could almost classify it as a super El Nino. It's strong slash super down there as well. So we are feeling, like I mentioned, years like 2015, 1997, those higher end historical El Nino years for sure. And, and it also El Ninos typically tend to grow as we go into the U.S. winter season, the South American growing season, the summer season down there. So I anticipate those conditions to at least maintain or, or, or warm up even more going forward.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I was going to ask for the outlook what this you know, super <laughs> El Nino, yes. it, it suggests that the pattern's going to stick around for a while, doesn't it? Yes, 100%.
7: That, that would be our forecast. That is our forecast. I anticipate what is going on right now, whether that's central Brazil, hotter, drier; southern Brazil, cooler, extremely wet, I would say is a good way to classify it down there. And then good timely rains for Argentina. I, I think that's the pattern through at the very least the end of the year.
0: Through the end of the year. Okay, all right, very cool. Um, let's jump. Let Let's change topics here uh, and and tell me about Clarity Weather. It's a big yeah. week for you guys, yeah. isn't it? It is.
7: It is a big week. You know, over the last year or so, we we've been really building this new weather forecasting plat- platform that we just released this past week. Location-specific weather. At the end of the day, though, Chip and, and I know you guys appreciate this is that direct ability to talk to a meteorologist. You know, you can have all the fancy tools in the world, the best yeah. data in the world. Um, you know, we we pride ourselves in, in helping people directly. Um, you know, especially uh, the, the farmer that has all these difficult decisions to make already. You know, weather-related decisions. That's where we want to help. So just kind of putting that access in, into people's hands across the entire United States, and you know, it's it's what we love to do. We love to help people. So we're super excited with with this new platform. Uh, we do have a sale. Uh, I, I maybe we won't get into the specifics of that because it is a little bit of a surprise, but it is going to start later on, on late Thanksgiving evening and kind of go through Cyber Monday. So, um, you know, I think, like I said, at the end of the day, we just want to help people. We would love to, to earn their business and, and give us a shot and, and help make some of those decisions.
0: Yeah, at least give it a look. Head over to BAMWX.com Absolutely. and ch- and check it out there. And it is very cool. When you, when I was just getting to know the guys over at BAMWX, <laughs> this was a few yeah. years ago, I was sitting in Wrigley yeah. field and we were in a rain delay, and I sent a text over to Michael. <laughs> I sent yeah. a t- text to Michael and yeah. said, hey, buddy, are we going to play baseball today or not? And he fired back and said, sit tight. Looks like you're going to get that game in. And we watched the full yeah. game that that day.
7: Absolutely. And, and here we forecast for the Cubs now too, Chip. So we'll, we're just going right. to thank you for
0: that. Yeah. That, <laughs> how did
5: that happen? That's awesome.
7: You know, a long time coming, Chip. I'm a major Cubs fan myself, and it, it's a lifelong dream of mine to forecast for the Cubs. And, and you know, we, we got the opportunity to, to get in front of them and we made it happen. So we're super thankful for it.
0: That is fantastic absolutely Love incredible it. all right Kirk we're almost out of time here I got hey, yeah give me give me 10 seconds though because I got a, yep. a listener question which model is doing the best job of predicting South American weather right now
7: yeah the GFS model the American GFS. data is winning
0: gotcha gotcha good stuff Kirk thanks buddy all right guys
7: appreciate it happy
0: Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving to you Kirk handss Meteorologist and President of Business Development, including with the Cubs at BAMWX.com. Wiesmeyer is next.
8: Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech.
1: I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed and my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride.
8: Love that guy. Me too.
1: Know your buzzed warning signs?
7: Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad
1: Council.
2: The Scoot Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Echelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail.
1: Time
3: for
6: Markets Now with the experts from Pro Farmer
1: and joining me now 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 chip flory chip we got a little (laughs) bit of strength going in the corn market this morning
0: yeah a little bit of strength but boy the corn market's going to have a tough time holding on to that strength with what is happening in the soy complex we had uh january beans were running up against 1390 earlier this morning and here we are all the way back into that 1366 range so we opened slightly lower ran up on a weather forecast that was taking some moisture and some of those scattered rains out for central brazil and now it looks like some of those rains might be moving back in because we've got soybeans trading just slightly lower soybean meal leading the way to the downside soybean oil is still trading higher because it, I, that feels like it's follow through buying and, and the, sh- the the start of uh, a short covering, longer term rally in bean oil because energies are lower today, crude oil is lower, but uh, it is the corn still holding on to some slight gains and even wheat is trading slightly higher here this morning. I don't know if the
1: fat cattle are uh, buying the corn rally either. I don't think they hold out much right. hope.
0: Yeah, I, very little trade happening in the live cattle uh light trade in the feeder cattle market here as well looking over to the cash market trying to get some direction there and and what the post-thanksgiving features might look like at the retail level but boy the sellers came rushing back into this hog market uh, yeah, yesterday's price performance didn't do anything to set up a, a a continuation of a short covering rally and the sellers are back in hogs that's our very own chip Flory on Markets Now.
6: Hey, AgriTalk listeners, this is ProFarmer editor Brian Grady inviting you to get more insight on today's market movers with ProFarmer. When you visit ProFarmer.com radio, we'll give you one month of premium analysis and advice absolutely free. You'll get the perfect blend of the marketing and policy information you need for your farming operation without feeling overwhelmed. Plus, we'll text you when breaking market advice is issued so you never miss a marketing opportunity. Visit ProFarmer.com radio today. That's ProFarmer.com radio. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me
2: each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. We know this past year has been challenging in many ways, but as agriculture continues to adapt, we are right there with you. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Join me each weekend for U.S. Farm Report,
5: Timely Trusted Tradition.
1: Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Never miss a story. Text NEWS to 31313 to have today's top stories delivered to your phone.
0: Welcome back to Um, AgriTalk. Again, big thanks to Kirk Hans from uh, BAMWX.com for filling us in on on what to expect from the South American weather, uh, beans it, even just in the short time since I talked about it with Davis, mm-hmm. beans have climbed back onto the top side of unchanged. So the choppy stuff is going to continue in there. There's there's no doubt about that. Chip, as we try to figure out what the weather is going to do. Yes, I
1: need to do I need to do some personal housekeeping. Can we bring Jim Weismeyer in? Have we got him? Can we bring yeah. him in? I just need to yeah, talk to him for a second, oh, but I got to get something off my chest. Jim, are you there? I'm here. Good morning, sir. Um, Good morning. I, uh, I've made fun of you in the past. Uh, I've accused <laughs> you of shopping at a fictional grocery store. My daughter called me the other day. She's living in Virginia. there in the D.C. area. And I said, what are you doing? She said, oh, I just got done at Harris Teeter you getting some <laughs> you groceries. See, you
5: doubted me? You doubted I me.
1: I did. I thought you were, you know, it's like, well, let's think of a funny grocery store name and <laughs> Davis will buy it.
5: <laughs> well,
1: it's another name for out. Kroger.
5: You yeah, outsmarted day me broken. again,
0: Weissmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they giving away free live turkeys from a helicopter today?
5: I don't no sign know. of a KC. What about a Harris <laughs> Teeter? <laughs> no, nope, I got actually, I got mine this year at Walmart. Uh, the good old Cargill Honeysuckle White.
0: Yeah. Mm. Hard to beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard to, to beat it. it. I'm with you. I'm with you. How you doing, Jim?
5: Pretty good. I'm uh, back from a uh, recent trip uh, to Missouri at the Missouri Governor's Conference and U.S. Meat Export Federation, and I'm going next week to the rice growers, so that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
5: Montana grain growers, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you were down in New Orleans for the U.S. Meat Export Federation meeting at the same time that I was there. We just didn't get together.
5: Yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> they all express concern, Chip. As I know you heard, too, about uh, uh, the the direction of ag trade policy here, Yeah, uh, both in Congress and uh, the White House, and frankly, under any uh, uh, Trump administration 2.0, because the lack of market access, bilateral, multilateral trade agreements. So yeah. we have to get that going in the right way. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I had a conversation uh, with Alexis Taylor, the Undersecretary for Trade, uh, down in Kansas City last week. We we played it yesterday morning on the show, but it was after Secretary Vilsack announced the trade missions for 2024. Um, a couple of interesting countries are included in the missions for 2024. But, Jim... It, they're not saying that it's perfect, but they are claiming wins on the trade side from these missions.
5: Yeah, this is what uh, uh, Vilsack and uh, uh, Alexis talked to the U.S. Meat Export Federation, and I know you heard. She, she's an effective, articulate speaker. Oh, my goodness, uh, but, yes. but, yeah, well, we're talking additionality, but nothing that you would significantly say, boy, this is a big growth market ahead, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So that is something that we need to, to watch for it. And I talked about it being a different era because for you and for me, it was all about, you know, what what, years long negotiations with several countries in a, in a trade group. I'm talking about, you know, when Yider was in the news every day, Jim, that's what we think about or at least what I think about when I think about Advancing global trade. It's it's not that way in today's world, is it?
5: No, here's here's your uh, the the disconcerting analysis, Chip, but both it looks to me like both political parties are turning isolationist again, insular, and that that's not good for U.S. uh, agriculture and uh Trump has already said this first week if he's got Trump 2.0 that he'd slap a, at least a 10% import tariff on all imports and okay. uh, you know that there'd be retaliation all over the place. We we're we're just I hope this is an aberration era as as you say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it is uh wow. Another 10% tax on the American consumer. Why not?
5: Yeah, well, they won't know what hit them if if, if that's the case. And I I did want to point out in Missouri last week uh, at the old Tantara place, Uh, it's the best reception I ever attend each year, Chip. The meat, the cattlemen come, the pork people come, the land people come, the poultry people come, and I mean to tell you they put on the dog of a buffet. (laughs) it it, (laughs) It was really good. But the one topic, well, they had two controversial topics throughout The conference, and it was, uh, we've discussed this foreign ownership of farmland, but the second one I'm starting to really pick up on wherever I speak now, Chip, Mm -hmm. and that's uh, solar uh, uh, cells, uh, uh, screens, if you will, solar panels in agriculture. I controversy. There's pluses and minuses to such a degree that the next agriculture letter that's going to be my front page item, Chip. Really, uh, I'm, I'm I'm entitling it "Let the Sunshine In?" Question mark because, mm-hmm. uh, like in Missouri, they pointed out to me that uh, look, this is going on a prime farmland, and two to get around the uh, so it qualifies for the much lower. Uh, tax assessment as an agriculture property, they're grazing uh, this with the uh, sheep mm-hmm. and that's the usually the only reason why they're putting sheep under those those yeah. panels. Yeah. but the attractiveness is uh, these firms, some of these firms are offering a thousand dollars or more an acre. In multi-year contracts, Uh, someone described it as the the CRP of climate, the CRP program of climate, and it's it's now uh, this is a very sensitive issue because it has proponents and opponents. So that Mm -hmm. again, the downside. Some farmers are telling me. In the construction of these, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, solar panels, mm-hmm. in some cases, it leads to compaction of the soil. Yeah. So how can it ever get back to the uh, productivity it that it had before if you ever got away from the solar Interesting. screens?
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, let's go to the continuing resolution. It, it, since we have talked, Jim, we kicked the can down the road to January 19th and February 1st, right?
5: February second, I think.
0: Uh, Feb second, you're right.
5: Yeah, yeah. Twenty percent of the departments uh, financed uh, February. I mean, January nineteenth, including USDA, and then the eighty percent are February the second. The key word in continuing resolution that you mentioned is continuing. They just continue to kick the can down the road because very little was settled. Uh, yeah, And the rebels in the Republican Party, mm-hmm. <clears throat> along with the other conservatives in the Republican Party, are going to want a much lower uh, spending than the yeah. uh, Senate uh, Democrats and, frankly, Senate Republicans want. So mm-hmm. we're still looking at the possibility of a shutdown of the government early in 2024, Jim.
0: Jim, I think it's high odds. Uh, the, the more I look into it, the more disagreement you find it, it. And that tells me the odds are very high that there's going to be a shutdown if not on the 19th of January, the 2nd of February.
5: Yeah, I got to see. Uh, I don't see how the uh, the conservatives in the Republican Party give on this issue. So I I, I would yeah. agree with you. I, yeah. I agree regretfully.
0: Okay, along with the CR came a one-year extension to September 24, the Farm Bill. Um, It it seems to have put the Farm Bill back on the radar of a lot of lawmakers that are presenting a lot of proposed legislation now to add on to that Farm Bill, aren't they?
5: Yeah, well, Congress is going to need something to do if they can't even get some budgeting done uh, next year. And I'll bring up Debbie Stabenow, the Senate Ag Committee chairwoman who knows how to get a bill uh, into the end zone, and she said recently that she implored uh, commodity groups and farm groups to put on some pressure for them to get it done uh, now. And since then you've seen some releases coming out from the different uh, you know farm groups. and she she says she's focused like a laser beam on getting a bill done, and she usually gets what she wants. But chip, frankly, they are still pretty far apart on the funding mechanism to improve Title I, which is the safety net, and also some policy is, issues, uh, you yep. know, such as uh, uh, base acres and things like that. So they have a ways to go, but li- like you said, they've extended the Farm Bill and it wasn't going to be implemented until the 2025 crop anyway. Right. Here's your bottom line. They'll have until as late as probably late June, before the July 4th recess to ink a new bill, if they can, if not, they'll just right. further extend it. But yep. uh, th- there hey. still is. Now they've got time chip to, to work behind the scenes and act secretary Vilsack has even told them what we have yeah. discussed many times. Yeah. Look at the commodity credit Cor- corporation charter act to find that additional funding for title one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, Said very frankly at uh, NAFB last week that once they realize that they can get the funding from the CCC for Title I, they'll get the Farm Bill done.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they can get a chunk of change there. Now they can always—I don't know whether it'll be—it'll be, it'll be uh, uh, an issue with uh, the conservatives and the Republican Party if they try to increase. The funding, the uh, borrowing authority, if you will, for the Commodity Credit Corporation Charter Act from the current $30 billion a year. But again, that's always replenished by the end of the year, whatever they use.
0: Yep. All right. We're having a conversation with Jim Wiesmeyer. We're going to keep it going. Talking ERP next.
8: Being an Army Ranger is a very fast-paced lifestyle. I was clearing a weapons cache in Haditha, Iraq, when the building collapsed on me, burying me alive. I spent six months in the hospital and a year of recovery. When I was separated from the military, I just felt like I was useless because I only had this one thing that I was supposed to do, and then that one thing was taken away from me. And then one day, I got a call from Wounded Warrior Project. They asked me to come to a workout. And I decided that I was going to get better, both physically and mentally. Now I'm a warrior leader. I create events and opportunities for other veterans locally. Wounded Warrior Project did a phenomenal job reminding me that my injuries aren't going to define who I am. And because of that, I can do anything that I want.
2: See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash stigma
3: This is Andrew McCray, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in our industry talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.
0: Kurt Wolfolk is Senior Manager for Crop Nutrition Technologies at Mosaic. Kurt, even though this year's crop has just come out of the field, it's time to be thinking about next year, When it comes to soil and soil fertility, you got to play the long game, right?
6: When we talk about soil fertility plan or a crop nutrition program, I think, is this cash rented? Is it owned land? I'm going to take slightly different strategies. If I own a piece of property, a piece of farm ground, I can make more of those investments for that long-term play. You know, my grandfather used to kind of equate his owned soil as his 401k. And I think that's a good way to think about it. It is a retirement plan. It is an investment that you're making into the farm. That soil and the nutrients within the soil, the power of that soil to generate income for me right now and for generations to come is critically important. And I think it's pretty easy to overlook. A lot of times it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's 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 in soil solution, it's it's below the boot. You don't think about what all it, it can provide on down the line. So. Uh, you know, we, we take slightly different strategies on cash rented versus owned ground.
0: Oh, that is great perspective right there, Kurt. Where can growers go to learn more?
6: At the Mosaic Company, we have many local retailers across North America. And we just ask growers to uh, contact your local retailer to ask for some of our performance products like MicroEssentials, Aspire and k We've also recently introduced mosaic biosciences. So we're, we're quite proud to be introducing the Biopath and the Power Coat. So we've got living organisms, that can aid in the nutrient use efficiency of your crop nutrition program. And so if, if you don't have a local retailer that you can reach out to, go to cropnutrition.com. Again, that's cropnutrition.com and you can find a wealth of information at that website.
0: Fantastic, Kurt. Thank you so much. Kurt Wolfolk, Senior Manager of Crop Nutrition Technologies at Mosaic. The
4: Port of Grace Harbor exports about 3 million tons annually. And the expectations are with the expansion that we'll be growing that by about a factor of two. So looking at potentially 6 million tons in the years to come. The United Soybean Board is behind rebuilding the infrastructure system across the United States because it helps us to be more reliable on air infrastructure, moving the soybeans from the farm down to the final customer as we have increased economies of scale for export and improved infrastructure for bringing soy to elevators and soy meal from the elevator to the port, investment towards that all means dollars back in farmers' pockets. Learn more at unitedsoybean.org.
1: You're listening to AgriTalk, where the conversation
0: begins. Join us at 855-4-TALK-AG. We are in the middle of a conversation with pro-farmer policy analyst Jim Wiesmeyer. We're going to get right back to it as soon as we hit this. Yields in the fields. Yields in the Fields on AgriTalk is brought to you by MicroEssentials, the
1: super granule that packs balanced nutrition into a single granule for uniform nutrient distribution and season-long sulfur availability. Supercharge your yields with the mighty micro from Mosaic. Chip, let's go to East Central Scants, and I've got Sheboygan County, Wisconsin here, uh, where a grower says this, quote, corn harvest is just getting started. Local basis is strong right now with the delay getting started, but not likely to last as yields are very good. This from Sheboygan County, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Wisconsin does have some good corn yields in areas. There were some tough conditions up there in the state this year that really hmm. felt well, they fell short of their APH and there's not many areas that was that that were short of APH in two thousand twenty three on their on their corn crop, that is for sure. All right. Thank you, Davis. Let's get back to pro-farmers Jim Wiesmeyer. Jim, uh, another thing that has happened since we last talked was the U.S. and China had a meeting in San Francisco face to or for President Biden and Chinese President Xi. Uh, we were just uh, going into that meeting You and I were just hoping that things didn't get worse than they are, and it looks like at least that was accomplished.
5: Yes, the bottom I hopefully has been reached, and I, that's a positive on 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 their meeting, yeah. Chip. They had millet now. They've agreed to military to military conversations. Uh, Biden agreed with Xi. They can pick up the phone and talk to each other on sensitive issues if they de- develop. There was a, <clears throat> another commitment by the Chinese to deal with the, these fentanyl ingredients, yeah. uh, but he's promised that before with uh, Trump. Yep. So we. We need to see follow through. But and he also met with U.S. business leaders. And it was clear he wants U.S. investment to come back to his country because they need it, Chip. But mm-hmm. I thought the most important thing was when his quote, when when he said the earth is big enough to accommodate both yeah. countries. When yeah. you go back to a prior meeting he had with both Obama and Trump. He told him that the Pacific Ocean was big enough to accommodate both countries. Yeah. That shows that he's expanded his view and China's role into the whole world, Chip.
0: Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah, I, that was that was one of the key takeaways for me as well. And I, you know, I don't want to uh, overplay this, but I think it is worth mentioning the fact that they went in and cleaned up San Francisco the way that they did. They can do it for for a, China, a, a a party of Chinese diplomats, but they can't do it for the people of San Francisco. It just infuriates me, Jim.
5: Yeah, well, they should do the same thing in Chicago and a couple of other exactly. cities, Exactly, in New yeah. York
0: and everything. You
5: the, yeah, it shows you the can-do U.S. attitude is still there if given the right focus.
0: Exactly. So do it. So do, yeah, it. do it, it. Just, it. It just makes me sick. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, the... 2022 Emergency Relief Program, ERP. Dude, this looks like a complete mess now. There's like 140 different commodity groups and organizations that sent a letter <laughs> to Secretary Vilsack basically saying, What are you doing with this?
5: Yes. And it also got the attention of two very powerful people up on the Hill, uh, Senator Holven, appropriations in the uh, Senate, and his counterpart basically in the House, uh, De- uh, Harris, from, uh, uh, oh, I forget what state, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Representative uh, Harris. Okay. Uh, maybe Pennsylvania, but th- I don't know what took them so long, because if you listened to, at all the farmers, they, they just saw, thought this was a a, a a nightmare to, you know, to begin with. Yeah. And I thought uh, Holvin and others and farm groups are saying, you're not following the law on this USDA. So, and I think that they're correct. I don't yeah. know why USDA is doing it the way, they're doing it uh, on on their Byzantine like program now.
0: Right, right. It uh, well, you know, we saw we 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 saw some presentation or a presentation by Secretary Vilsack uh, down at National Association of Farm Broadcasting meeting last week, and there is plenty of big big is bad in. In uh, and plenty of support for smaller and even micro farms, Jim. That yeah. that uh, the secretary is looking to pursue, and and this ERP is is part of that. It, it, I I don't think there's any question about it. Okay, it is,
5: and I think that's the directive you're seeing, and it yeah. just doesn't work in in production agriculture. Jeff. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that has happened is the elections down in Argentina. What impact?
5: Big. Well, he's the Trump of Argentina. Uh, He'll take office December the 10th. Now, he wants the dollarization of the Argentine peso. Now, the Wall Street Journal has a big article today on this saying that there could be constitutional uh, uh, concerns about that. The Supreme Court in Argentina may have a say about that. But uh, longer term, if he were to be successful, like uh, El Salvador has moved to the dollar, Panama years ago moved to the dollar, it could, in some of his populist uh, views, Chip, it could affect Argentine ag policy in the export arena. So we have to watch, uh, 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 um, his last name is Malay, Javier Malay. We yeah. have to watch how he implements his policy relative to the Argentine act sector, because there could be some market-sensitive moves in the months ahead from, from the new leader there.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And uh, the impact that it might have on any adjustments to the export taxes in Argentina is Absolutely, that, that we're going to have to pay close attention to. Jim, it was great to get caught up with you, buddy. Sure. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Anytime.
5: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: All right. That is pro-farmer policy analyst Jim Wiesmeyer. Uh, We're going to have some of the conversations that I had down at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention on Friday instead of the uh, free-for-all. So we wanted to get Jim on here and and, uh, get a download of what he's thinking on some of these issues. Okay. Thank you for listening this morning. Come back this afternoon. Going to have a conversation with Rick Brock from the Brock Report. And tomorrow morning, we've got a farmer forum. And uh, Paul Hughes, chief ag economist at S&P Global Commodity Insights, right here on Agritalk.
3: They say in the summer, if you listen closely, you can hear the corn grow. But what if MicroEssentials,
7: the mighty micro, gave every single solitary stock the superpower to grow and grow and yield more? Micro Essentials beats commodity fertilizers by packing all the balanced nutrition crops need into a single granule for more uniform nutrient distribution, increased nutrient uptake, and season-long sulfur availability.
0: Supercharge your yields with Micro Essentials, the mighty micro from Mosaic.